Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for the bigger picture with Ryan Huang. And Ryan, the Hawks are banging the drums. The Hawks are banging the drums. All ahead of the Jackson Hole uh, Symposium speech by Fed Chair Jay Powell tonight. That's right, Elliot. A hawkish drum beat as we head towards that keynote speech everyone's been waiting for the entire week by Jerome Powell. We'll see what he's going to be saying. But so far, we've heard quite a few Fed officials talking about how there may be more room to raise race. James Bullock, for example, says uh, they should be lifting the benchmark to 375 to 4%. Right now, it's around 325 to 3.5. And also, as the George says, the economy has more room to absorb higher rates, and that benchmark rate could go up to even above 4%. Rafael Bostic says it's too soon to call inflation's peak, and he has not decided whether 75 basis points or 50 basis points will be the case next month. And you have Patrick Harker saying rates need to be lifted into restrictive territory. So all of that's going to be in the crosshairs as we head towards Jackson Hole symposiums and the speech tonight. Let's check in with Eddie Lowe. He is the CIO for Maybank Group Wealth Management. Happy Friday, Eddie. Hey, good morning, Ryan. Hey, Eddie, great to have you on. Now let's talk about what's driving this hawkishness. Um, you've Probably mm-hmm. seen some signs of prices easing. What's driving right. the um, sentiment right now? Well, if you take a step back, the last US CPI print came in at 8.5%, uh, which was lower than the previous month's 9.1%. So suggesting that, you know, inflation may have likely peaked. However, I think it remains uncertain how fast it will moderate, especially with services inflation still trending higher. So what this means is that the Fed may have to continue to tighten monetary policy to combat inflation for now. So as you guys have mentioned earlier, we believe that power will likely reiterate the fact in his Jackson Hole speech that the Fed will raise rates, you know, as long as it takes to bring down inflation. Although I think he will also highlight the central bank's data-dependent uh, mm. approach. Now, but having said that, um, the market, you know, after this week, we have seen actually uh, some volatility. I think investors have actually more or less priced in a hawkish tone uh, from Powell. So may not actually react too negatively unless, you know, Powell turn out to be more hawkish than expected. But I think what really matters more is the inflation trajectory moving forward. Yeah, do you think investors are actually waiting or expecting too much from the annual Jackson Hole Symposium speech? Uh, you might remember last year, we had Jerome Powell just mm-hmm. sticking to the tone of inflation being transitory. Do you think he's learned his lesson and maybe we shouldn't expect too much of a firm guidance of any kind this time around? Well, I, exactly. I think, uh, uh, in fact, uh, Powell in his uh, last uh, conference, he actually specifically said he's not going to give any forward rate guidance anymore. So I would wouldn't I really wouldn't react or you know overreact too much to the Powell message. But really I think it's really how you position your mm. portfolio uh, is really what you think uh, the inflation outlook is gonna be like. And our sense is that it's still gonna take a while before inflation were to normalize to more trend levels. Yeah how big of uh, trouble is the US economy in right now because of inflation mm-hmm. but in some sense you've got the jobs market being quite resilient uh, and the latest earnings uh, mostly have been quite positive. What's your take on it? 
Well, uh, indeed, I think uh, you're right in the sense that unemployment remains low. Uh, and well, that, that actually could work uh, negatively because uh, in, in some ways, the Fed is hoping to see maybe some uptick in uh, unemployment so that it will bring down the wage pressure and help to moderate inflation. Right, but on earnings front, uh, yes, I think second quarter earnings have been a bit more resilient than expected, particularly on the margins front. But we did see some weaknesses. Uh, for example, in the retail sector, actually, some of the recent announcements suggest that actually consumers are actually shifting from away from discretionary products to more essential staples, mm. and they are actually becoming more price sensitive, uh, which is forcing the retailers to offer more competitive pricing. And in fact, some uh, retailers are also facing a glut of inventory and are actually marking down the goods to clear out the, the, the inventory. So I, I think if you look at the Michigan Consumer in, Index, it's actually reflecting pretty weak consumer sentiment. So we are keeping a close eye on the final estimate of the Michigan uh, Index tonight to see if there's further deterioration on this front. Yeah, some shifting of consumer spending patterns to keep an eye on. And turning our attention, Eddie, to what's happening mm-hmm. in China. Uh, they are also spending. In fact, we've got huge <laughs> stimulus measures. Um, right. I think we've got to the tune right now, $146 billion they've just announced. And this yep. week, there was a 19-point policy package, a lot of it on infrastructure projects. Is right. that enough for China to swing its economy back up again? Yeah, as you rightly mentioned, you know, this 19-point policy stimulus package, infrastructure projects, and I think earlier on there was also mention of a 200 billion yuan uh, in special loans to ensure that the stock housing projects are delivered to buyers. And separately, I think the PBOC also cut its uh, five-year and one-year loan prime rates. And this move is really uh, seen as an attempt to revive credit demand and fire up the economy. So collectively, I think, you know, these latest policy measures are actually positive developments uh, for the economy, but they, they remain rather measured and, and may not be sufficient enough, you know, enough to drive a quick recovery in the economy, especially with the very stringent zero COVID strategy very much in place, which is actually affecting both business and consumer confidence. So if you look at the market reaction, it was actually quite muted when the measures were announced. I think and this suggests that investors are not entirely convinced as well. So, you know, while China market valuation, we know that is pretty inexpensive, but I think the upside may be kept for now. Yeah, and let's talk about asset allocation, Eddie. Uh, not too long ago, we were talking about Tina. There is no alternative besides stocks. How much has the picture changed for this year? Well, you know, uh, first half has been terrible uh, for risk assets, including equities. But we did see S&P rebounding uh, from its lows in the second half of June, uh, almost 20% as we speak now. Now, while the rebound has been encouraging, I think we are not entirely out of the woods yet. I think one of the key things here is that the persistently high inflation suggests that it's premature for us to expect and early fat pivot. So mm-hmm. I think currently, I mean, we, are, we are looking, we are trying to look for opportunities to turn more constructive. But I think at this juncture, we are still maintaining a defensive stance in our asset allocation, which includes uh, an underweight on equities. Mm-hmm. In fact, we are actually suggesting uh, to our clients, you know, you may want to use the current market rebound to trim some of the fundamentally weak positions that have been stuck with. But I think... One positive uh, note to take away here is really that we are actually seeing improving risk-reward in the fixed-income space. Hey, Eddie, you're pointing out how we should be looking at opportunities in the fixed-income space. So where in bonds should we be checking out more? 
Um, so we believe that the 10-year yields will eventually fall again as growth concerns dominate. So I think uh, the treasuries will be a good place to look at because mm. they will benefit from a flight to safety. And I think on top of that, you could look into investors could also look into short-dated investment grade credits mm. uh, for defensive carry. But overall, our message is really uh, to maintain a diversified core portfolio. So this means having exposure to different asset classes, not just in your traditional equities or bond space, but also maybe including some alternatives such as private assets to mitigate the downside risk to ensure a more resilient portfolio performance. Right. Stay diversified. We've been checking Eddie Lowe. He is the CIO for Maybank Group Wealth Management. Eddie, thanks as always and have a great weekend in advance. Uh, you guys too. You too. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.